Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
friends don't treat me like they used to. Since I let my burden down, come on, burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord. Since I let my burden down, burden down, Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah. This I lay my burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. This I lay my burden down. Come on, musicians. Come on, glory, 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 hallelujah. Since I lay my burden down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I lay my burden down, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, we could have stayed right there a little bit longer. Come on, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, did anybody in the room this morning that recognizes that since they laid their burdens down, stuff just got a little bit better? I'm no longer carrying everybody else's mess I used to carry. Sometimes we leave the house with bags that the Lord never intended. I'm going to let that stay right there. Come on, we can just come on and just give God some praise and some worship this morning for lightening the burden. For lightening the burden. All right, all right, all right. Come on. Burn down, Lord. Yeah, burn. Burn down, Lord. Yeah. Since I laid my burn down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Burn down, Lord. Burn down, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Since I laid my burn down. Burn down, Lord. Burn down, Lord. Since I once again, good morning and welcome, 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 welcome to the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music. We are so grateful for those of you who have decided to worship in person with us on today. We are excited, excited to see your smiling eyes, even behind the mask. We're excited to see your smiling eyes. Just we're grateful to know, watch this, maybe in a month or so we can get rid of these masks. If I can't get a hallelujah for that, if you can't praise God just for that, I, I mean, I know he woke you up this morning. That should have been your shout right there. I know he started you on your way. That was your second shout, and, and he brought you thus far. That was your, okay, all right, all right. 
We welcome you, though. We welcome you. Those watching on the live stream, we welcome you as well. Those of you on Facebook right now, we welcome you this morning to our live stream. Do us a favor. Hit that share button and let your neighbors know that you tuned in to the birthplace of gospel music. Those of you watching on YouTube right now, go ahead and type in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. We know we're streaming all over the globe, and we're grateful for every one of you that has tuned in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us go to our scripture text for today. Our scripture comes from the very first book of the Bible. So if you, yeah, there's no excuse to struggle this morning. It's coming from the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis chapter 2. The book of Genesis chapter 2. Starting at the third verse. Starting at the third verse. Genesis chapter 2. Starting at the third verse. And it reads... And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day of the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5 says, In every plant of the field it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Verse 6 says, But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 10 says, And the river went out of Eden to the water to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is which compasses the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that is good, of that land is good. Then there is Bedellium and the Onyx Stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same it is that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hidekel. That is which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, and I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Our last verse, verse 20 says, And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. Let us pray. The word of God is already blessed. Father God, we thank you again, just God, for being God. God, we thank you for another Sunday where we can come to your house and worship you. God, we thank you, God, for those souls that decided to travel in person today. God, we thank you and we bless your name for them.
Then, God, for those people that are watching right now, God, wherever they may be in their lives, God, we thank you for them. God, we ask that you would have your way in this service today. Impart your Holy Spirit in this place, God. Sanctify this place, God. Inhabit the praises of your people on today, God. And we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in your darling son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Every heart said amen, amen, amen. Now, y'all, come on, come on, come on. Put your worship shoes on. Get your, your praise shoes on. Come on, we are in worship. Let's go. on the battlefield for the Lord. I said, is there anybody still on the battlefield for the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, oh, oh. 
Can't get no help here. We're on the battlefield. We are reclaiming our territory. Amen. 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 We want to welcome you once again to this the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are so excited that you are here today. To those of you who are watching online via our YouTube or our Facebook channel, we welcome you and offer to you a virtual hug and greet of greeting as we welcome says that the cattle on a thousand hills are yours, God. So we trust and believe right now, God, that they won't go hungry another day. God, there's someone right now whose bank account looks a little funny right now, God. They may have some past due notices right now, God. But we trust and believe right now that you can turn that situation around. There could be a student watching right now, God, who's struggling with his or her grades right now. God, give them a mindset of peace so that they can do the work, God, and be all that you would have them to be. God, touch our leaders right now. Those who lead this country, God, teach them how to love us the way you love us. No matter what side of the aisle they sit on. You made us all, God. We trust you. God, then even down to our local state leadership, God. We, we, we trust that you can even fix them, God. Our, our local leaders, God. Our city, God. We trust that you can even fix those things, God. Then, God, while you're in the fixing mood, come on by Ebenezer, God. Touch our leaders here, God. 
Give them the strength to carry on, even in the midst of adversity. Give them the strength to keep pushing, to keep walking in the faith that they have shown in you. Touch right now, God. Even in the room right now, God, I, I feel a spirit of heaviness right now, God. We send that thing back to the pits of hell where it came from right now, God. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. You don't have to go through it no more. The Bible tells me that our God is a burden bearer. Ah, Somewhere, somebody else, I heard the song say he's a heavy load sharer. God, we believe and we trust it right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we just want to do your will. We want to walk in your will. We want to be who you said we are. And you said that you made us just a little lower than the angel. God, we trust you on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let every heart with the best look, 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 look. I know you got a mask on. If I can just get somebody to shout hallelujah. Oh, if you believe God just did it, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
listen to his throne. that Minister King read already. Then the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought to them, brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. I want to speak from the subject, what's in a name? What's in a name? This past week, in fact, last Sunday, over 112 million people watched the Super Bowl between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals at SoFi Field in Los Angeles, California. Corporate entities spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to utilize this event to promote their products and their name. Because they knew that over 100 million people would tune in to watch 
the Super Bowl. The world invests so as to promote their brand. They invest to promote their name. Today, our commercial institutions have figured out the importance of the name and naming, believing that naming of a facility such as a sports or entertainment venue will translate into greater name recognition. It will translate into a higher profile and higher profits. And so, Ebenezer, the last few decades, old names have been removed from arenas. They have been removed from stadiums and replaced by with new corporate names. And over time, those new names become a part of the fabric of a city, even if those names at first were unrecognizable. So no longer are these facilities named for persons or prominent citizens, but for financial institutions or airlines or fast food chains or insurance companies and automobiles. You will not find the White Sox playing at Kaminsky Park or even at U.S. Cellular. Guaranteed rate field is where the White Sox play. United Center is where the Bulls play basketball and the Blackhawks play hockey. The Chicago Sky of the WNBA play at the Wintrust Arena. And if there is a new stadium in Arlington Heights. I guarantee you it won't be called Bears Stadium. All across the country and just about every city and every town, names are used to advertise products so that those names will be etched in the public consciousness. And companies spend millions and millions of dollars just to put their name where you can see it. Why? Because they have answered the question, what's in a name? Names are important to us. At my other place of employment, I often ask some of my students, because we get some interesting, how did you get your name? What does your name mean? Because you do know, Ebenezer, every generation chooses a set of names different from generations past. You would do well today to try to pronounce some of the names that our kids are called. Names like John and Paul and Michael and Joseph and Sam and Robert and William and James have given way to names like Demon and Shaquille and Marquez and Hakeem and Jamal. 
Few girls today are named Mary and Martha or Louise or Shirley. Those names have given way to Ebony and Amani and Leah and Destiny and Jada and Tierra and Jasmine and Brianna and Kayla. Other names are given based on family members. My middle name, I was given the name of my biological father. Some, some people don't like the names they were given. And so they choose to go by a middle name or a nickname. And, and then over the course of the years, through the years, uh, uh, your last names, last names were derived from one's occupation. And so one who pulled the cart had a last name of Carter. One who was a baker had the last name of Baker. One who caught fish was named Fisher. One who grinded flour to meal was called Miller. And one who worked with metal was called Smith. What's in a name? And given the history of slavery in America, some have chosen to, to share their surnames for another name. And you know, parents take great care and delight in choosing the right name for their child. And it's important not only uh, the name they choose, but who's allowed to name. Why? Because consciously or unconsciously we were raised, uh, we raised the question, what's in a name? Ebenezer, the Bible, has a lot to say about names. Taking my text today from the first book of the Bible of Genesis, where from the very beginning we see the importance of names. You know those names that we often can't pronounce? But the Bible gives great importance to names and naming. And so the name Eden means paradise or delight. The name Adam means mankind. Eve means mother of all living. Jerusalem or Salem means city of peace. Bethel means house of God. Beersheba uh, is the place where Abraham and Abimelech entered into covenant with one another. Ishmael means God hears. Moses means drawn out of water. Bethlehem means house of God. Golgotha means the place of a skull. Mary means sovereign lady. Rachel means peaceful woman. Sarah means princess. And Hannah means grace. Why? Because names are important in the Bible. The Bible tells us what's in a name. And here in the opening chapters of this book uh, of Genesis, we know several things. First of all, that Adam is not called Adam, nor is Eve called Eve until we get to the third chapter. In chapters 1 and 2, Adam is called the man, as, as in the Lord called to the man and said to him, and Eve is called the woman, as into the woman, he said, only after they had sinned do we hear the name Adam and the name Eve. 
But of greatest significance is that when God created the world and everything in it, he gave Adam and Eve permission to give names to all the living creatures. It's right here in the 19th verse of chapter 2. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that's what his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and the wild animals. What's in a name? First of all, we see that naming implies ownership and power. Naming implies ownership and power. Only the owner has the authority to do the naming unless the owner sees naming rights to another. In other words, the God in, who in creation separated the light from the darkness and called or named the light day and the darkness night gives up his naming rights to the humans he had made. The Lord says, I'm not going to name them. I'm giving you permission and authority. And I wondered when reading that text, who gives up power willingly? See, one of the tragic flaws of our political system and one of the tragic flaws of human nature is that persons with power, per, nature is that persons with power become drunk with power and operate as if the power belongs to them. Which is, which is why those in power always resist sharing power with those who have no power because power allows them to control and have dominion over other people, especially people who don't look like them and who don't share their values. Because power corrupts. Power corrupts those who think all the power belongs to them or those who look like them. And so it is their desire to maintain power at any cost rather than to use that power for the good of others. Which is why when we look at the political landscape, there is a move across this nation in almost every to make it not easier, but to make it more difficult for people without power to vote. Or by something called gerrymandering, which is dividing areas, areas into voting districts in a way that gives an unfair advantage to a certain political power. Because there are those in power who don't want the rest of us have power. And when and then what happens sometimes is those who never had power. Once they get a little, they treat the people who had power over them the same way they were treated. Because you should know it does not mean that just because you give power to a minority that the mi that, that minority is going to use it in any better any better than the majority because if God is not in the power, 
If there's no moral discernment, if there are no ethical discernment in the power, then the people who used to have it will do the same thing to those who no longer have it. Because power makes people drunk. And some of them will do anything in order to keep it. They will lie. They will steal. They'll do anything to keep it. And yet here is a God who gives up a portion of his power to the people he created. But isn't that what God did by sending his son? A God who gave up power and position and influence in the celestial realms and by doing so became vulnerable in a barn in Bethlehem. Who gives up power like that but a loving God? God says, I'm going to give up some power to, to come down and be vulnerable in a barn. And then God makes us partners, and all he asks is that we keep his air clean, that we keep our water free from lead, that we don't go out with a gun and kill animals just for sport, because you wouldn't do that if the animal had a gun. God says to Adam and Eve, once you've named every living creature, I'm, going, I'm giving you power over them because you are now responsible for their well-being. You see, Ebenezer, I discovered God wants us to use our power wisely. Brothers and sisters, if we've lived in communities, if we've lived in communities where people felt responsible for one another, the murder rate in Chicago wouldn't have been so high last year. If people took the vaccine not for themselves but for others who may get sick and die because of their lack of concern for their neighbor. If neighbor looked out for neighbor like it used to be. If the neighborhood becomes a village like it once was when people looked out for one another's children. If neighbors feel responsible for one another, they felt responsible for each other's children, our communities would not be so fractured because God has given us power to be responsible for one another. And if the nation comes together around a central purpose and, set and a set of shared values, we would truly be the United States of America rather than the divided states of America because we have lost our sense of community. We are living in some tense times because you don't know what somebody's going to say or how somebody is going to react. We've lost a sense of community. We can't even change lanes on the expressway. We've lost our sense of community. People are out for themselves. There's an African proverb that says that I am because we are. And since we are, therefore I am. I, I like the way Jesus put it. He says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all of thy heart and soul and mind and strength and thy neighbor as thyself. 
You see, if you love yourself, you will love your neighbor. What's in a name? A name implies bestowing power and authority, but then one's name hints at one's character and one's reputation. You know, there was a time when African-American parents made sure that we protected and guarded the family name. Uh, they didn't have much money. They, they didn't have an education in most cases, but, but they protected the name. People were serious about not doing anything that would bring shame and dishonor or disgrace to the family name because in many instances, that's all they had. They didn't have a timeshare in the Bahamas. They weren't able to go this place and that place. They didn't have money in stocks and bonds or major bank accounts, but they had a name. And they wanted us to be sure that we brought no shame on the name. The Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And loving favor rather than silver and gold. We should live in such a way, Ebenezer, that our children can be proud of the family name. Because the name represents past and promise. It points backwards to one's ancestry because I don't know whether we realize it or not, we wouldn't be here without our ancestors. And what one of the greatest, greatest tragedies, one of the tragedies of this generation today is that many act like nothing happened until they got here. And they have dis disconnected themselves from anything that happened before the year they were born, rather than understand that we are where we are today because of the sacrifices of those who came before us who didn't have an education but made sure that we could have one who scrubbed floors and cleaned somebody else's toilets and raised somebody else's children so that we could have a better way of life. Is there witness in this room. Our ancestors, the name represents the name that I came from, but it also represents my potential. The name not only points backwards, it points forward to not only from where, what I came from, but what I can be. The name points to God's intent for your life. The Bible is a book of names and the giving of new names because biblically, the new name identifies God intent for your life. Do you hear me today? Abraham's name was not always 
Abraham. Bible readers know that. It was Abram, meaning exalted father. Then God said to Abram, I'm going to give your life a new meaning and a new direction. Instead of your life centered in you, it's going to be centered in others. Instead of the focus being on how you are blessed, the focus is going to be redirected to the way you can be a blessing to others because life isn't just about us. It's about others. I said it's about others. It's about the neighbor. It's about the stranger at the gate. It's about the least and the left out. No longer are you Abram, the exalted father. From now on, you will be called Abraham, meaning father of a multitude. And Sarai, Sarai, from now on, you will be called Sarah. And you will be more than a princess and you will be, be important, not just in your relationship to your husband, husband Abraham, but you will be given a purpose that he can never be given because no matter how great Abraham is, Abraham can't bear children. Sarah, you will bear in your womb a nation which will be called Israel. And I'm going to use Israel, my chosen people, to show the world who I am. That I am God, and beside me there is no other. What's in a name? Then later, their grandson Jacob comes along. God says to him as Jacob prepares to face the brother he had wronged. God says to him, no longer will you be called Jacob because Jacob, the name means supplanter. It is one who trips up another, one who takes the place of another. It's a, it's, it means schemer, somebody who just always trying to get over on you any way they can in order to benefit them as did Jacob with his brother Esau and his father. Someone who seizes or, or usurps. Jacob sowed seeds of discord, discord. But the Lord said to Jacob, from now on, you will not be called Jacob. You will be called Israel. For you have struggled with God and held your ground. My people who will be birthed through your descendants will bear your name. My people will be called Israel because guess what? I'm changing your name. What's in a name? But you know, Ebenezer, as I get ready to close, you know what the real question is? What the relevant question is? What's in your name? What's in your name? I'm not just talking about etymology. I'm, I'm not just talking about the meaning of your name or how you got your name or who named you or the literal meaning of your name. I'm talking about God's purpose for your life. I'm talking about God's intent for your life, not just the meaning of your name, but the meaning of your life. What's in your name really means what's really in you.
What's, what's in your heart right now? Is there evil? Is there jealousy? Can you really worship? Or you can't worship because something is there that needs to be removed. How valuable are you to serve the purposes of God in your life? How valuable are you to your church? The purpose of your life may not be to go to the moon. The purpose of your life may not be to be a president. The purpose of your life may not be for you to own, for your own pleasure or your success or brag about how many places you visited in the world. The purpose of your life may not be defined in terms of how the culture defines success and knowledge the way the world defines what it means to be wise or smart. Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I want to know, Ebenezer, are you willing today for a name change? Not a change of address or change of zip code. Not a change on your birth certificate of your given name, but a name change. Because the Lord can change your name and by changing your name, can redirect your direction and purpose and your identity. And so I ask you this morning, do you need to change the way you think and the way you act? Do you need to change the words you speak? Do you need to change what's in your heart and what's in your mind? Because the truth is changing your location won't change you. You can move 10 times from here to California. Changing location is not going to change you. Change, you see, comes from within. And if you are a rascal in Chicago, you still going to be a rascal in Los Angeles. If you are a liar in New York, you still going to be lying in Florida. What we need in terms of change does not come from without. It comes from within. And God can give you a new name. The old folks, I hope y'all can connect here, used to put it this way. I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet, and they did too. They weren't talking about uh, 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 soap for their hands or foot powder for their feet. They were talking about becoming a new person in Christ. For I know today, I know a name that is above every name. I said, I know a name that is above every name. Let me close with this story. One day, Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. It was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and, and a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. I, I wonder if you know the story today. He was dropped 
himself every day at the temple so he could spend the day begging from the congregants who were coming in and going out of the temple. Just think about it, Ebenezer, a man or a woman at the entrance of Ebenezer every Sunday waiting there for somebody to give him or her some money. But here, this man was at the temple gate every day, dropped off, picked up at the end of the day. But then the story says, Peter and John went to the temple. And when this man saw Peter and John, he asked them for money. And Peter and John said, look on us. In other words, look at us. And he said, they said to him, silver and gold have I none. But I've got something that silver can't buy. I've got something that gold can't buy. I've got something that money can't buy. I've got something you won't get delivered from Amazon. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk them. And the Bible says, the man got up running and got up leaping and praising God all because of a name. Because there's power, there's power in the name. There's joy in the name. There's peace in the name. It's the greatest name I know. There's deliverance in the name. There's forgiveness in the name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Ebenezer, what's in the name? The word of God for the people of God. And all of God's people said, Amen. We're going to open the doors of the church at this time. Perhaps you are here without a church connection, without a church home. We want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. Perhaps you have been looking or searching for a church. We want to extend an invitation to you right now to join with us here at Ebenezer. You could come as a brand new convert, meaning you have never given your life to the Lord, or you could come by letter, by Christian experience. However you come, you are welcome to come. The doors of the churches are open today. The doors of the church is open. Is there one today? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Make that move right now. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. The doors of the church. Give yourself to Jesus. Give yourself to the master. Is there one today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God will. God will. Anybody know the rest of that? God will take care of you. Is there a witness in this house? Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Oh, we ought to be excited for the opportunity. Come on, y'all. We just sitting there. I'm looking at you, looking at me. You, we need to be praying, praying that someone will come. 
take advantage of the salvation that only God through his son Jesus Christ offers to us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God will take care of you. Amen, 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 amen. We are ready now. You know, I went a little long today, but that's all right. I give y'all a lot of grace on other Sundays. Praise the Lord. Again, please keep in mind the announcements that have been made and shared. Also, please keep in mind that on the second Sunday of March, we will be celebrating the third pastoral anniversary of your humble servant. Y'all can do a little better than that. Made me feel a little some kind of way. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's, it is an incredible honor to serve. It is my privilege. It is my privilege to serve in this capacity. I'm often humbled by the thought of celebrating pastoral anniversaries because pastors always are wondering and thinking, how, what more can we do? What more can we do? I would just say that we are giving everything that we got everything that we got and and let me just admit this in advance we ain't perfect I did say we ain't that means you too but we're giving everything we got as we follow God's leading and direction God's leading and direction I'm not going to be saying much more about it because I, I feel a little uncomfortable promoting my own anniversary. Where is, where is Alzey Green when you need her? Oh, so, y'all don't remember Alzey Green? We call, I bet y'all didn't believe that name was going to be spoken this day. That means she's still alive. Alzey Green used to... Y'all, y- oh, okay. Y'all remember Alzey Green? Look at your history book. She was one of the great pastors' aide, and then uh, Sister Manuel Blanche. Ooh, Lord. Y- y'all remember Blanche Manuel? Okay. I'm wondering who I'm talking to. I don't. I ain't forgot them people. I ain't forgot them. But we are. We are excited. We are excited. We are excited. We're excited more than this. That Pastor Reverend Dr. L. K. Curry, the pastor emeritus of the Emmanuel Baptist Church will be the guest speaker. Pastor Curry is plus is 90 plus and still preaches and preaches well. And I, I've always wanted when we celebrate these anniversaries, I've always wanted to bring in seasoned pastors. Seasoned pastors who, who have the scars but who have been blessed by God. And so we're excited that he will be coming that second Sunday in March. To God be the glory. Let us stand to our feet. Let us receive our benediction. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, to him who's able to present you before his Father with exceedingly great joy, to the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Enjoy the rest of your week. We look forward to seeing you in Bible study on Wednesday. Trustees, there's a trustee meeting on Thursday at 6 p.m., right? Praise the Lord. Just a reminder, all choir members, choir members, musicians, choir members, musicians, please step, stop by a few moments after church. We need all choir members for about 15 minutes. Forever be happy. Forever be 
If we could just have all choir members over here real quick, come over to this section. Choir members, singers, dancers, musicians, whatever. Uh, dancers, singers. <laughs> Can we come over to this section real quick? We just need you guys for a few minutes. For a few minutes. For a few moments, if you if you can, if you can. So you might go on the train. If you can, we just need you for a few minutes, for a few moments, a few moments. Be on this microphone, so y'all can all hear me, right? Yes, yes. Everybody can hear me. Let me hear. Yes, yes. Okay, good. So uh, we've been trying to do this for a while. Uh, get the entire music department together. Uh, last year, in the midst of the pandemic, two years ago, rather, in the midst of the pandemic, we had to make some uh, some changes that caused us to go virtual, and we only had what.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.